Hi, buddy. Hey. hey. Poor Bruce. Can't do a shot in the park. <laughs> I guess he blew us a .03. He, listen, we sometimes, these things happen, okay? But that's they happen, less yeah. than half of the legal limit. So he, and he got he's that, New Jersey's son. He is. He got he got everything dropped. He just pleaded to drinking yeah, in public. It was bullshit. <sighs> I wish I could have done that. Sullied his reputation. The cop that pulled him over or found him doesn't like his politics. So Bruce, yeah. Bruce is very liberal. But I mean, that's it's it's the boss. And in New Jersey too. Yeah, I don't know. So Bruce but he was, got a DUI. You know what did make me uncomfortable is that he was riding a motorcycle. Yeah. He had like one beer. No, he had a shot of tequila. Oh. One shot of tequila. One shot. Mm-hmm. I'm sure Bruce can handle that. Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> I mean, he is 70, but... He's been I, doing this a long time. Yeah. Right? Well, we're here. We're recording. We're back together. The gang is all here. Mm-hmm. Is it week 18? It is. It's week 18, but it's episode 17. No, it's episode 18 because we oh, okay. did split one up. So oh, we're yeah. on track now. The Lin-Manuel Miranda episode. Mm-hmm. If you're just starting to tune in, you can go back and check out those two episodes. They're two of the lowest. <laughs> For some reason, I had a blast doing those. They were yeah. fun. Maybe it's because you hated Hamilton so much. <laughs> uh, maybe, yeah. I, maybe that's one of the things about serving the base is that you can't trash Hamilton. Yeah. I didn't realize our audience was so Hamilton. I don't just see where our, our audience and Hamilton's audience intersects. Well, we didn't talk that much about Hamilton, so <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> that might have been the problem. Maybe. maybe. I was trying to get that uh, SEO, which you're so fond of. Yeah, yeah. Why are we playing Badlands? We watched a little film called Nomadland. We did. I really enjoyed it. Partly Scott, takes place in the Badlands. It does. Yeah. I liked it a lot. Yeah. Um, we got a pretty packed uh, program this evening. We uh, do. do. All you of a sudden. I know. Sometimes I look at this thing and it's blank on Thursday <laughs> night, but this one has been steadily filled. Yeah. I'm going to let you start with the fish here, Pat. Oh, the f- <laughs> well, so I've been... <laughs> See, I'm a, I'm a simple man. It's true. I'm a very simple person. <laughs> uh, I've been watching a lot of Top Chef because we're... Have we talked about the Top Chef thing? I don't think so. Um, little teaser, we're going to be doing a Top Chef podcast in a completely different universe of what this podcast is. What is the name of this podcast again? This podcast <laughs> is called Yes, This Is Podcast. I had a lot of fun when I was on Stand By Your Band plugging that professionally. Yeah. It felt, it actually felt good as opposed to when I say it here and it feels awkward and forced. Yeah. Any air date for that yet? Not yet. No. I'm, I'm okay. thinking, <laughs> I did mention multiple times that I was worried about getting canceled, so I'm hopefully they're editing that out. <laughs> hopefully. But so we're going to be doing a Top Chef podcast. Um it's probably my favorite show. Probably my favorite reality show. I'm not a man who likes reality TV. Yeah, that's my only one. But I've been watching it live since... Uh, uh, at least 10 years. I, yeah, I don't even know... I'm probably 15. And it's weird to think about, like, do I watch it because you did? Or was it, like, independent? I, I don't know. When I first met Marie, like, I used to watch it in her dorm room. It, that's interesting. Yeah. <laughs> I used to watch it when I was in college, too. And then I just sort of I don't even know why I ever... for cable and... That was it. I, I don't know why I ever started watching it. I might have watched it first and recommended it. But you've know. always been into food. 
I have been cooking. into food. Yeah. yeah. A little chef action for you. Yeah. I've worked in a bunch of different restaurants and I'm not going to try to pass myself off as a chef, but it, it is fun to watch Top Chef see like how they cook, get some ideas. I mean, they're always kind of on the forefront of like food trends. Like, yeah, very much so. I think Top Chef did a lot for Pork Belly about five years ago. Um, I rewatched an episode from there was one season where like everybody had like the shirt that was like like bacon is a bacon, food group yeah, yeah it was oh, like yeah. that or it was like one episode where a guy had a different bacon shirt every time and I'm like <laughs> that's so lame now but at the time that was really cool bacon was coming on bacon was uh, a <laughs> bacon's always been pretty cool but on Top Chef it was like something about bacon shirts I'm sure I loved it at the time. We do a lot of t-shirt content on this podcast. Do we really? Yeah. We've do, had yeah. World's Best Farter. It's true. We had BCE <laughs> last week. <laughs> that is true. And the week be, before. This should be a t-shirt podcast. <laughs> Maybe. Well, I don't have a name. There's no air date. We're sponsored by T Public now. We should be. Yeah. We. You know what? Merch. Merch. That's is what it we need. Is it T Public or T Republic? It's T Public. Oh. I don't know these things. We... <laughs> trying to make a joke but i can't think of anything <laughs> but the top chef podcast very excited if you like this i can't imagine <laughs> maybe <laughs> no, like we're that. trying to this is what we're gonna it, it's uh we're gonna, what, gonna aim for like 15 minute recap 20 minutes at the most episode uh we're gonna recap the new season mm-hmm. filmed in the pandemic they're in portland oregon or oregon yeah. Uh we're gonna we already have guests that have been on Top Chef booked for the podcast, which let's, um, let's not count all those chickens yet. There <laughs> There's two we, we, at least. Okay, so we have one big one who I don't think she knows what she's getting into. <laughs> and she can still bail. So let's she can not. still bail and so I don't want to say it yet, but like I God, if she ever listened to this, but like I booked her because she's part of one of my favorite moments on Top Chef. I follow her on Instagram. And I just, I, I love her. I, I had like a crush on her during the show. And so I'm rewatching it and I'm like, th- first of all, she should not want to do any podcast. She's way too talented. She's not like a punchline or anything, but she agreed to do it and she's pumped. So uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens. And you also had a friend that uh, served had, on Restaurant Wars. I had a, I have a friend. I had a friend. And <laughs> she, uh, my friend Carrie, she was on Restaurant Wars as a server and one of the challenges of that season because it was in seattle was at the restaurant she worked at and it wasn't it was the head chef of that restaurant i can't remember his name but i actually ate at that restaurant and it's it's wicked good so look out i don't know what the name of the podcast is going to be i'm leaning towards the stew room i think that's an easy way to uh sort of encompass what we're trying to do yeah maybe Maybe. It's not a bad name. It's not a bad name, but it's also not funny, it's clever, com- it's or very common. interesting, or witty, or anything. So, anyway, <laughs> look for that. The Yes, This Is Podcast presents The Stew Room, <laughs> colon, Top Chef 2021. I may or may not be involved. It remains to be seen. I mean, I'm... I don't have cable, so we got to figure but out... You'll get, we'll get there. <clears throat> the contract you signed in late August <laughs> says that you have to... Like, and we, any and all... <laughs> 
anything that falls under the, the Yes, This Is Podcast the contract banner. where I earn less and Scott earns more. This would be a good time for my legalese segment <laughs> that I wanted to do with you. What's your legalese segment? I was going to have you define one legal term per week. Oh, my <laughs> I would love to do that. Yeah, next week, maybe. Okay, that's... I, 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 I forgot wait. about it halfway through the day. <laughs> now, what made you want to do that? How stupid I am? No. Well, I'm in, kind I'm, of. I'm, oh, my, I'm in, did I say something? No, no, I'm involved in some legal... I don't know if things you want to going say on that. right now. So Scott and I obviously would you say that you're embroiled? And, yeah, embroiled. I, would, I would say that. Um, but, uh, and we so, were talking about legal terms, and then that combined with your uh, attempted definition of habeas corpus, <laughs> I think we could. Uh, you know, it's funny. We started this whole thing with with what I didn't eat for dinner. We never even said. <laughs> True. That's right. I've been doing the whole fish challenge where every night of the week I cook an entire whole fish, head, tail. Whole fish is on sale at Whole Foods. That's right where now. I bought it. Okay. I bought the Red Snapper, the Branzino, and the Sea Bass. Mm. So last night I cooked the Red Snapper. Mm hmm Incredible. Really? It was so good. You're a sea bass, you were lukewarm on. The sea bass, it may have been served hot, but it was lukewarm. Mm. Not too great. Okay, but the red snapper. A the hit? red, I, I that is going to be the new thing I keep in my back pocket because you I don't want to walk around with a fish. In your <laughs> I feel like this could be a go-to recipe that I can pull out in a crowd. That's super easy. Nice, because all you have to do is just, I just put oil, parsley, salt. Um, I cooked it in the, I baked it in the air fryer for like fifteen minutes at three fifty, and then I air fried it for ten minutes, so the skin blistered. It was it was awesome. So you can you can sounds really good. You go to town on the fish, because it's not deboned, but it is degutted. So you can eat the outside, and then at some point, you can pull the actual skeleton back off. Mm -hmm. So then the so you've eaten the top. So then underneath, you've already pulled out the skeleton, so you can eat that too. And yeah, there are bones, but like you get them caught in your teeth, whatever. Who cares? As long as you don't swallow them. Figure that out before you start selling, like serving it to other people. But um, there are going to be bones. Like there's no way around it. You're eating there, a whole fish. I buy boneless salmon, and there's a bone. Yeah, in come on, Scott. Come me some slack. Sure, it that's happens. not the one bone salmon. <laughs> yes. Now I'm a little sad that you didn't make the fish tonight. You um, held off. It's but mar- I, I might like make it later. It's marinating. You What's might the, make la- it later. the last fish is the branzino. <laughs> branzino, which they cooked on the last Top Chef I watched. Well, hold on. It's eight fourteen currently. Mm-hmm. You might still cook a whole fish later. After it's really. We leave. It's like pretty small. It will fit in the air fryer. I'm just get a hankering at midnight for some. <laughs> I mean, I've done worse. Um, I've woken up with burnt fish sticks in the oven before. Oof! So if you're, <laughs> do I want to know more? I, just, I mean, I can assume all of the details. And I'll don't probably- worry. So if you're a listener, we have a lot of hardcore listeners. If they want to buy a whole fish this week, they can message the uh, Instagram account. Which killing it, absolutely killing it. I love the direction it's taken him. Thank you. I would, I don't know about killing it, but we're getting there. I think. Have you been looking at it? Yeah, I've it's been, been trying. To, I've been trying to keep up. What are you? Are you googling Branzino right now? No, just a volume issue at home. I apologize. Volume issue at home. Scott's the IT guy for his house, so anytime there's technical issues, it's weird that he's you would specify be. volume because that's an easy one. We don't have to get into this. <laughs> I promise. Well, if, we can slowly see Scott's blood boiling. I can here. see that vein bulging. <laughs> so. I'm thinking that this week, anybody, any listeners, they want to do the whole fish challenge. Yeah. They can uh, oil. Hashtag whole fish challenge. Hashtag 
<laughs> yes, this is podcast whole fish challenge. And so that's a long one, but we can make it work. Yeah. So it was great. I loved it. Um, it was great. It was really good. I'm can I ask a technical question? Sure. Is the eyeball included in the whole fish? It's there, but I don't eat it. Okay. Do I did lick it, it though. <laughs> I really did. I wanted to yeah. see because there are people that would eat it, but it turns very cloudy after you start cooking it. So you tried to lick the cloudiness off? I did, yeah. I gave it a little little lick. I won't do it for you guys, but. All right. <laughs> you going to stock up with some more fish before the weekends? Well, that sale ends Tuesday, so yeah. I probably will. Okay. All oysters at Whole Foods are a dollar <laughs> right now. Um, the snapper, the Branzino, the sea bass, it's like nine ninety eight a pound. Yeah, I think it's twenty five percent off or something. Yeah, too. and if, if and you're a prime member. If you're a prime member, you get what do you know what it is? An extra ten percent, I think. And here's the thing, they'll just give it to you. You don't have mm-hmm. to show I am a prime member, but I'm like, I don't have my info, I'm I'm confused and they just did it for me. <laughs> so I don't like all that uh Amazon owned business stuff, but I guess that's what we're at yeah, now. But you're a you know, you're a little piggy. You'll slop it up. I mean, you have Amazon, right? <laughs> Very much so, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So, yeah, I, I didn't think we'd get into the whole... But, yeah, okay. I'm, I'm just reading our list. So, you held off on tonight, though, because you've did, had the past yeah, because, two nights. Well, also, there's a running Long-time listeners will know. That when I eat seafood before the podcast, I get a little well. weird. <laughs> I get a little nuts. <laughs> what, what did I eat that made me really weird? Shellfish. It was like... Multiple days. It was around New Year's. Okay, yes, that 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 is like me. Though. <laughs> yeah, I like to. Uh, I go, like raw oysters. Go yeah. a little ham on the fish. Yep. Mm-hmm. So I didn't do that tonight. So I think we're in for a good episode. Okay. Let's go. Um, now, feedback wise, people d- like when we do not talk about sports, right? That's my experience. I have a different listening audience than the two of you may have. So, what do you think? We can keep it brief. Okay. Um, first question I have but for But I will Scott. say, not to interrupt you, but I'm going to. Feedback-wise, people do like when we stay on the rails. It's, it I, I know. Like, it's incredible. So Most people. <laughs> yeah. We have a, a, the feedback I got for last week, and I don't want to just dwell on, you know, honking our own horns for the rest of the night, but they were like, oh, we loved how you guys, like, stayed on topic. <laughs> yeah. First time ever. And I'm like, really? Because that's, like, the least fun part of it. <laughs> Uh, Scott, question. Mm. What's a better first name for a baseball player? Kelvin or Kelvum? Uh, Kelvin. Kelvin. So Kelvin Herrera retired. But that made me think about Kelvum Escobar. Remember him? Blue Jays, Angels starter? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, all right, moving on. That's it. Uh, <laughs> do you want to talk about Nomad Lamb? Get right into it or do we? Yeah. You we know have what? some other things. Yeah. Bobby um, Schmurda, we've got. Oh, I guess that's music. No, we'll we'll talk Bobby Schmurda. Okay. Scott, do you know who Bobby Schmurda is? I've heard the name. I've never listened to him. I have not either. But we're about to do it. I have never heard of him until you linked this article. But I, he just got out of jail after what seven years or something. Yeah, I can't say the name of the song, but uh, <laughs> it's called Hot Blank. So let's take a listen. If only it was 2013. Oh my god. <laughs> if we were recording this directly into an iPad, I might be able to say it. <laughs> I know the word now. I didn't know it before. Can you imagine the word I wouldn't say? Like, what else could it have been? With you? Anything goes. <laughs> 
Well, I don't know the details of why he was in jail. I think it was a parole violation. No, it was... Um, I read this a week ago, or I don't remember all the details on it. I don't want to misquote here. I don't want Bobby. He's he in was a arrested gang. in December on gang conspiracy charges. That's December like, 2014. I mean, I'm sure he... Uh, Cuomo's NYC. Yeah, Giuliani's NYC. This is like some real Rico type stuff. But uh, apparently he's beloved. I, That's I mean, a long time to be in jail on a conspiracy. Yeah. He, he fucked up and did something else wrong while in there, I thought. He mm. fucked up in jail? While in prison, Shmurda was disciplined for fighting and possessing contraband. Factors that led to him previously being denied parole. Okay. Yeah. So he would have been out earlier if he... Uh, but I mean, it's tough to stay straight in there. Ugh, I know. It is tough to stay straight in there. <laughs> That's all you got? That's all I got. Um... Yeah, good for him. I'm glad he's out. Good job. <laughs> uh, Bobby's free. Bobby's Moving on. <laughs> All right, bad segment. <laughs> uh, da, 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 da. Do you guys like the song? It's okay. I'd have to listen to it, and I would this need This seems a, like it's in the Freddie Gibbs line of stuff that I don't really listen to. Way off base. Okay. Freddie, Freddie Gibbs is a really good rapper. I agree. Bobby Shmurda, he had a funny dance, too, that went along with this. Um, I mean, this is this is like almost like drill. Like that's my least favorite type of hip hop. What's drill? Drill is like <clears throat> it's very aggressive. It's very like <laughs> you're I, really just I can't out really no, but like I can't define it. Okay, um, you know it when you hear it. You de- definitely <laughs> call in if you know what drill music <laughs> is. Uh, you know what? Just for the heck of it, I'll play a drill song. Okay. Be- is this to be clear? This isn't just you playing like someone reading drill tweets. <laughs> I wish it was. Uh, okay, this is Pop Smoke. Welcome to the party. You know it when you hear it. Okay, I know what you mean. It's not for us, to be honest. I mean, I, I don't know. It's all very similar. Like you really got to get into the lyrics. Is that true? You got to get in the lyrics? I have no idea. <laughs> well, it sounded good. I think that if you're... This is why we didn't do the Tupac episode. Because <laughs> we're fucking yeah. floundering right now. <laughs> That's um, a really good point. All right, moving on. Let's talk Kevin Mather. Scott, okay. who's Kevin Mather? He used to be the president of the Seattle Mariners. And he had wor- <clears throat> he worked there for 25 years. He'd worked his way all the way up to the mm-hmm. top. And then he decided to do a little rotary... A call with the Rotary Club members. Now... In this age of Zoom, what the fuck was he thinking? That this wasn't going to be recorded? No, I, I can tell you exactly what he's thinking. He's a piece of shit, old white guy that mm-hmm. has gotten away with this his entire life. So, sure, go for it. And he's talking he's, to like-minded people exactly, as well. Exactly, yeah. It was embarrassing. It was very embarrassing. And you know what? There was a hot second where I'm like, they're not going to fire him. Or... Did he resign? He so resigned, right? Say well, yeah. a couple of give a couple of examples of the types of things he said. Well, for people who aren't aware, so I've been a baseball fan for like most of my life. A, a really big baseball fan, huge Both baseball of you. fan. Like you get really into it. I mean, I've the ins it's, and outs. Yeah, I mean, and you know, when you follow baseball for like I do, it's like what makes it great is that there are players from all different countries. Latin America, Asia, Germany, mm-hmm. Europe, England, Aruba, yes. Bahama, 
Brazil. Ooh, I want to take, yeah, Brazil. I mean. <laughs> Sorry, I ruined your joke. No, it's okay. So, like, the one thing about the way I'm a fan is, like, I'm literally, like, there's no room for, like, racism in baseball. I just want to clarify, we do know Asia is not a country. Okay, it's gone. <laughs> I, I just think that it, it what he said the quiet part loud that every front office in baseball has these prejudices and he just fucking said it so baseball is a business and over the last 20 years it's become much more of a statistical analysis business Mm -hmm. and he is using all the same teams do this but he came out and said that they were gonna purposely hold back the young guys so that they wouldn't have to pay more money to them because if you call up a young player earlier than a certain time they get an extra year of arbitration and arbitration is where your salary starts to escalate so when you draft a player you have them under control for six years maybe okay i might be six yeah and what six years once they get called up and if you call them up before a certain deadline they become what's called super two eligible which gets you an extra year of arbitration also becoming super two eligible is pretty arbitrary like it has to it's not cut and dry it is these are all just things scott and pat know off the top of their heads just fyi so your first your first two years in the league you just get whatever the team pays you you technically agree to the contract but you have absolutely no say in it once you go to arbitration then you can go before the arbitration board and say i deserve to be paid this much the team will say no you suck but we still want you you get this much and then that's a fun process for everybody. I just want to... As arbitration goes on each year, you get compared to other players who are similar in stature and have similar stats, and then you get similar money. So if you're listening at home, and we, me and Scott glossed over, but I talked about Super 2 eligibility, to qualify for the Super 2 designation, players must rank in the top 22% in terms of service time among those who have amassed between two and three years in the majors. So, like, when I said it wasn't cut and dry, I meant that it does have to be reviewed. So, like, it's not like you don't know right off the bat. It No, but this there, is all there a is minutia. A, there is a date. There is a uh, – Scott is right, but I just – I'm not going to go down so, like that. So, anyways <laughs> – could do a whole episode on that. If you're a really good prospect, teams won't call you up – Until May. Because it will save them an extra year of service time. Which – in a business, it makes a ton of sense. But you don't say it, and it's against. It's illegal in against the uh, CBA. So it's illegal, but everybody does it like oh, under yeah, but, the radar. But you can't say it. And players have yeah. complained, but I don't think they've ever won. No, they haven't. Chris Bryant for the Cubs, he, he sued. He sued. But another rub is that you can't sue for this until you reach the majors, because once you're not in the union until you're a major leaguer. So and you're being. I guessed yeah. persecuted by a rule that won't affect you until you actually, it, it, it's very weird. So that was only like the fourth or fifth worst thing they said. One thing he said, okay, so Seattle Mariners, they're crazy enough. They lead, they're the a major pipeline for players on the continent of Asia to make it to America. Yeah, that makes uh, sense. They had Ichiro. Do you know Ichiro at all? No, I don't think so. He was the most famous Japanese player. The name sounds familiar, but I don't. I'm stunned right now. Between Japan and America, he has the most hits of anybody ever. Okay. Over 5,000, right? So let's get to the the language. So So they had a pitcher. What's his first name? I'm not going to say it. Uh, Iwakuma is his last name. He was very good for them for the last... 
who he hasn't played in a few years, but he came back to the team as a like a special roving assistant. yeah special assistant, which means. He's there to offer insight. But, he's an ambassador. But he's Japanese, and he doesn't speak English fluently. Mm-hmm. So they're paying him... It was 75 they, So they had to hire an interpreter, and the interpreter costs $75,000 a year. Now, you're paying this guy six, seven, eight million a year, um, which, if you break it down by the number of innings he pitches, he was, he was making like $25,000 per inning. So for three innings... You could pay an interpreter to keep this guy happy. Yep. And Kevin also make Ke- his life easier. And the relationship players develop with their translators, interpreters. Like they're the go-to guy. Yeah, I mean, he's going to help with the grocery store. They become store. best friends. Right. They, I mean, the Red Sox have had a few Japanese players. And so Kevin Mather is complaining about people not speaking English, having to pay for an interpreter. And then to top that off, is it Julio Rodriguez? Yes, correct. One of their their second best prospect is named Julio Rodriguez, who has prided himself on learning english speaking english every story on twitter by sports writers that are focused in the pacific northwest were like julio rodriguez has focused and mind you he doesn't have to do this no and he shouldn't have to do it but he wanted to learn english he spent an inordinate amount of time he was proud he would tell all these sports writers because like let's do the interview in english let's do it in english i mean what is he 19 i mean that's crazy And this asshole comes out this and says... This son of a bitch. Kevin Mather, right? Is that his... And he says he doesn't speak very good English. And for absolutely no reason. Just and because he can. Because, like I said, he's an old white guy. And Julio took it pretty well and just posted the uh, Michael Jordan meme with his face on it. <laughs> with, his own, with his own face? With his own face. I like that. So, it's so Julio great. seems like a great kid. I, I mean, but. it just sucks that like the front office does not view players like we do. I mean, yeah. I see a prospect like that, and I'm just, like, enamored. I'm in love with him. He Hell moves yeah. up my draft board. I mean, it just sucks that he has to learn English because this fucking idiot. And then he trashes him. It's just, like, it's just ugly. And he's his own player. It's his team. He drafted him. Yeah. I mean, you never. Th- and so, is it Jared Kalenic? Is that how I'm going to say his name? Yeah, I think so. So, he was a guy that uh, Kevin Mather just outright said, like, we've manipulated his service time to get to extend uh, you know, the time yeah. we, until he's arbitration eligible. So he fucked over the young guys, and then he also called out Kyle Seeger, who's been on the team for like 12 years, and he's nearing the end of his tenure there. But he said, yeah, we, we don't really need him anymore, we don't think. That's and right, so I did read that. His so, wife went yeah. on Twitter, is like, so should we start selling our house? Yeah. <laughs> and he's just telling this to a bunch of fucking Rotary members. What the fuck is the Rotary Club? Scott... You're into town stuff. What's the Rotary Club? This is more of an affluent group of, okay. well, I assume mostly white men. Ain't talking about West Bridgewater, them. It's like a Knights of Columbus or yeah, the, Elks Club or Lions I, I, Club. I think they're all related. Yeah, I think so. Well, Jared Kalenic is suing or he's filing a grievance because yeah. it's outright that they're manipulating his service time. Maybe this will lead to changes. The CBA is up in 2021, right? After this year. It sounds like, ooh, excuse me. There needs to be a lot of changes in professional sports. A lot of problems. Yep. I mean, yeah. baseball is not... Scott's take on baseball, which I... It's tough to realize is true, is that how many percent of baseball players probably voted for Trump? 80? <laughs> I was going to say like 45. <laughs> but, uh, you know, like look at the Chicago Cubs. 
their family, it, I mean, the team is owned by Tom Ricketts, super conservative Republican. I mean, it's... Well, I mean, they're all billionaire white people. Yeah. Yeah. But Kevin Mather resigned, and uh, I don't know. I didn't see a lot of accountability there. So you asked about if you thought he would actually get fired or resign, and Craig, Craig Calcaterra had said he was talking to somebody, and it was like... When stuff like this happens, the ownership looks at it and tries to figure out what the lifespan on this is going to be and whether or not they have to do anything. Oh, it's going to... That would have lasted all season. So this was pretty much done in 24 hours. But Mickey Calloway, who friends might remember (laughs) as the Mets old coach who was harassing reporters. Ah, okay. I I told you about this one. Sending multiple... Shirtless pics and things. You wouldn't know much about this. No um, experience in that area maybe at all. Maybe an exposed foot. <laughs> but uh, he is still on, he's still pitching coach for the Los Angeles Angels after all this came out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's all. And so like what the Angels took this 24 hour period, weighed it, said, you know what? I think this will die down. They took it and now no one's talking about it. Mm-hmm. So, and it came it, out right after the Jared Porter thing, which same organization, the Mets. The and Mets. They fired him, but also. He never got even established, so it kind of... They had to do that. They had to do it, yeah. All right, so this has been Sports Talk. <laughs> sports Talk. They talked about on the distraction, speaking of the Mets, um, David Roth and Drew McGarry said that there is no difference between resigning and being fired. It's essentially the same thing now. Like, Yeah, it is. Because if you resign, they're asking to resign. If you get fired, they're just But basically, you're, you're owed the contract if you're fired. Um, yeah. You know... It, this, the, the thing about the Mariners that even sucks worse is that they're going nowhere. And this isn't going to help them. Or well, every time they have a little bit of hope, yeah, they're probably not going anywhere. But no. they have a fun young team. And ownership apparently hates them. So um, when will Kalenic get called up? Because I have I don't a little know. bit of business with him this year. Know. He's on my fantasy team. Yep. These guys have a long-standing fantasy team uh, draft uh, league. Everything. What's the term? Everything you said. <laughs> yeah, Everything sure. you said is true. <laughs> Um. Yeah. So uh, that's coming you know, up. Year eighteen. Uh, we got to move. I can't. No. Uh, with one thing, we will not do is, is talk fantasy sports <laughs> talk. Let's see what else we got next. Nomadland. Mm-hmm. New movie. New movie correct. on Hulu. Who directed it, Scott? Chloe Zhao. Where is she from? I don't know. China. Okay. Um. Now, she's a female director. Mm-hmm. Um. She directed Nomadland, which was based off a book. A nonfiction book. Mm-hmm. Um, straight up, what did you think of the film? I loved it. Very moving. Um, it was a very emotional night for me last night watching this movie. Did Now, we chatted a little bit, and you kind of gave a vibe of, like, hopelessness when you watched it. Did that change? It, it did change, but also it didn't change. It wasn't, once she, so we'll get into it, but once she found her community, it got a little bit more hopeful, but we'll go, we'll run through it. Scott, give a brief synopsis of what the film is about. Francis McDormand plays, I always put a T at the end, can't help it. I was going to, I was like debating to interrupt you about something completely different, but the fact that you like walked it back, your own pronunciation, I was going to say, who is her husband? I don't, I always forget. It's, it's either Joel or Ethan Cohen. I can't remember which one. I'll look it up. Yeah, they, continue. I, they must have interesting dinners. What do you think? Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. She seems wonderful. She's amazing in the movie. Um, 
So the movie opens, and this place out in Nevada, which is a real place. Empire. Empire. What was it? it gypsum. They were they they uh, got gypsum from the ground. They like manufactured and processed gypsum, which gypsum is a mineral. Um, it's actually used in brewing. It's pretty uh, a pretty common thing. It has multiple uses. Google it if you guys want. And so the gypsum place had Empire. Everyone's living there. They all like everyone that works there lives right by. Yeah, this town was like a one of these like gold rush type towns. But everyone went there because gypsum was in the ground, and they were able to establish a town. And the 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 gypsum company basically owned the town. Yep. So then, during the financial crash of two thousand eight, the ta- the amp company went under. The husband lost the job. She she lost her job, and then her husband died a few years later. And so, and the town became extinct. The town just disappeared. It's the empty. town was sold. I I forget to who, but like that's crazy to think of your town being sold. Yeah, Scott, could a town be sold? Yes. Okay. Wow, that's I have crazy. No idea. <laughs> Uh, well, you're in the business of selling towns. <laughs> the town selling business. Regular township rebellion. You ever hear that song, Rage? Sure, mm-hmm. sure. Uh, so when the movie opens, Francis is working in Amazon. And right then you think, okay, this is going to be an Amazon takedown movie. That's what I thought. So did Amazon have like participation in this? They had to have to let them in the warehouse. They had all the supplies. The I don't tape. know. I don't. I didn't look that up. I didn't look it up either, but... They were pretty neutral on the subject, yeah, and the they end, threw that line in about how they pay really well. They do pay really well. What twenty two bucks an hour? It's seasonal work. Okay, so um, so she's working at Amazon, but it's just seasonal. Mm-hmm. And then as she's getting ready to, well, when she goes to check in and work there, she checks in in her. It's not an RV. It's a, it's a van. van. It's yep. like a like a work transport. Van. One Hashtag of those. Hashtag van life. Mm-hmm. The van life. Um, and then so after she leaves Amazon, she has to go find her next job, and she just kind of travels and the country. she's, like, on the older side of middle-aged, I'd say. Like, retirement age. Yeah, she's, like, in her early late 50s. Early retirement age, yeah. Like, late 50s, early 60s. It's so, never never specified, but... It's basically Cinema Verte, where it's... Um, it, it's there's no real arc of a plot. You just kind of follow around Frances McDermott for about... Almost we gotta get our name right once. <laughs> <laughs> How do you say it? Francis McDormand. Francis McDormand. Married to Joel Cohen. Okay, cool. Cool. So I'm gonna backtrack a little bit. Um, first thing that stuck out with me was first of all, she was really enjoying working at that Amazon warehouse. She was smiling, they were dancing, they're having a good time. She had worked there before. What a fucking nightmare to work there. I can't even imagine that was so depressing. The fact that he, she even all the jobs she had, she really liked. She not liked, but she just she liked to work. That she and said, that was, and she said that at yeah. one point. So, I thought it was an interesting juxtaposition between her and that poor girl with all the Morrissey tattoos. Did that stick out to you at all? It didn't. No. Really, I thought that was very fascinating. That I'm watching this movie, and all of a sudden there's this woman with all these Morrissey tattoos, and it was like they threw that in there, and no one's gonna know who Morrissey is. That's really like watching that movie. Yeah, but these are all real people. None of these people were actors. I didn't look up to see what her backstory was, but I found it very fascinating within the first 20 minutes of the movie. Yeah. But, you know. Did you know that going in, Emily? No, I didn't. I had, I really had no idea. I knew Frances McDormand was in it, and I knew she was, like, living in her van. That's all I knew about this movie. 
Well, me and Scott have been kind of trying to get this movie for a couple months now. And yeah, it first came out over a year ago. Very yeah. rarely does a movie that I am excited for actually live up to the hype. And I, I loved it. I thought it was the best movie I've seen in probably the last two years. Now, when you, because you watched it right away, it, it um, came on Hulu on February mm-hmm. 19th. And you told us it was heartbreaking. One of the most heartbreaking movies you've ever seen. You know what? I, I kind of, I'm going to walk that back a little. Okay. Because, so... She gets started on this journey of becoming a nomad and starting to live the but van because life. because she has to. Because she has to. But I thought about it for a little while. Well, she Was she going to... But, but you, you can't live in a town when no one lives there. No, but... So, and she going. has no money. <clears throat> we'll go, come back to this. Keep well, going. I was going to say, if her husband was still alive, would they have done this anyway? Together. That's what I wonder, too. I don't know. I think they would have. I think that financially her financial circumstances, whatever, she was going to do this no matter what. It's just that what her husband dying like made it happen faster. Right. So that's part of the reason why she, I don't think she had to. Because when she goes home... But I feel like she did have to. Right. Because it was what her like heart and soul were telling her. Okay. She did have to. All right. That's a different... She had to. I think she had have. to in both terms of the definition. I don't think she has any other options. Mm-hmm. She doesn't even have enough money to fix her van. No, but her sister said she could stay with him. I he, know she doesn't. She doesn't want to, right? And she makes that clear, right? But she doesn't have to be living in a van. I feel like she does have to. I think so too. She has she no was, other money. But also, I feel like that was her. You can live with your family. Her moral compass and like was saying like that was the lifestyle. Without her husband, she became extremely unmoored. But right. I feel like it was going to happen anyway. She would be doing that with her husband. They might have a nicer van. There was the conversation between her and her sister where her sister was saying, you have always chosen this other life over us. Like, you've always thought we weren't good enough for you or exciting enough for you. And then Frances said, like, agreed with her. Like, yeah. in, that was like a little bit of a heartbreaking way. And she but, was like, yeah, you're So, right. okay. Um, oh, geez. What was the... Uh, fuck. Um, the other guy, David. 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 So, Love him. if you, th- I thought he the was o- the only other actor in the movie. Really, yeah. he was good, but Francis is so good that it makes his performance seem like just an afterthought to me. I disagree, only because he he is in the movie very little for the entire movie, mm-hmm. and yet he really has such an impact on you still. So yeah, I think if he they, were given more screen time, but you're just following Fern. Around. I thought Chloe did a great job keeping him on the periphery where he was always. He just kept popping up. Well, he. So Francis has a shaved head, and her face is completely exposed. Mm-hmm. Um, what the hell was his name again? David Strathairn. D- yeah, his so name was. Um, his name was Dave. It was Dave. It was Dave. Yeah, that's right. He's got kind of long hair and a beard. Yeah. Francis from head to toe. I mean. I've never seen someone act with their eyes before like Francis. It was insane. And like the way she... Did you watch The Queen's Gambit? <laughs> There's a lot of eye acting there. I just thought that Francis was like on another level. Yeah, she, she was, was fantastic. She was great. I mean, I didn't expect her to film those scenes with like using the restroom. Like right. it was all like, I'm just like, my mind was blown. I mean... It's very real. It was very real. And I knew like... When you knew about the movie, I'm like, she's obviously going to be good. I didn't think she'd be that good. She was very good. But 
you know, David's character, his family was filled with love. Mm-hmm. So that's why he was able to go back home and be comfortable. He liked living that nomad lifestyle, but he had a home to go back to that was accepting of him. Frances did not have that. She had to stay on the road. Fern. Fern. Let's use the character. Yeah. Fern. <laughs> Fern. So like Fern could go home, but there's no love there. It's very combative. Right. Bunch of real estate agents bragging about buying and selling houses. Yeah. The depression. Yeah. Um, I will say David hadn't been back to his house in a while, though. Yeah. It wasn't his house. It was his son's house. Right. And his son was a musician of some sort and very wealthy. I didn't catch that. I know he said he had the hamburger and he was like, my dad's a good cook. And he was like, he when I was on the road. Touring. Yeah. I didn't like put that I together. Get, I didn't catch that he was successful. Yeah. Yeah. But, but then you see the house. Yeah. And it's a very nice house and a, a large piece house. of land. And, and a guest house. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, when, see, he had something, he actually had a grandson that, or a grandchild that he was like kind of looking forward to. And he had, he had to make up for lost time because he was such a shitty father. Yeah. And Fern kind of pushed him to go do that. You know, mm-hmm. the sun showed up. So Fern and Dave are working together at this restaurant. It's another like that seasonal like gig. A, a blast. It looked like a lot of hard work, though. Getting like dirty 10 bucks work. An hour. Yeah. I, I miss it. I miss the complete lack of responsibility. Yeah. I'm still getting paid. So the sun shows up, and Fern meets Dave's son. I think his name was James, and they find out that he Dave is going to have a grand child mm-hmm. um and he says that yeah you know i wasn't a great father but james wants me to come be a part of my grandchild's life and he's like but you know i i wasn't always there for him and i feel kind of weird about it and fern is like all right well just you, think of you like the love like, in that though that he he the his son is like you fucked up but i don't care i want you you can you get a redo here with your yeah, grandchild right being a grandparent is pretty easy Oh, it's the best by all accounts. Yeah, I mean, it's, it depends on the situation, but yeah. But like, I know some grandparents right now who are essentially raising the grandchildren. I thought you were going to say racist. I no, was like, whoa, ra- that's crazy. Raising <laughs> the grandchildren, and that's not easy. Mm-hmm. But yeah, depends. I, I just think that his, even like, I think she resented him because he didn't really have a, he always had a place to fall back on. When he was on the road, he. I didn't get resentment. No. I think she did, because when no, she got just, there, it's just not what she wanted. I, I don't know. I feel like that she, see, she couldn't decide whether or not she had to be on the road or she wanted to be on the road. That's what the movie was. We're trying to figure that out. And you know, my idea was that she was always eventually going to be on the road and be a nomad. It's just all these external factors. How was she going to get there? Yeah, I don't know. It it read different to me. It read like this was. This is my last, this is all I can do right now to survive, essentially. Um, but she liked it. She loved it. She liked it once she found that community of people mm-hmm. and realized, hey, this is a lifestyle that I can embrace. And this is a thing that I can do long term. People are doing this. They're making it work. Um, but I don't think she anticipated her life with her husband gone and not having a job and not having a house and her town disappears and all of a sudden she's got absolutely nothing and she's in her late 50s early 60s and she's just trying to get by working minimum wage jobs as they come along begging people for work yeah i don't know i think we're gonna agree to disagree yeah 
I, I'm not saying that it's not hard. It's a hard life, but I think she really got something out of it. Because you look at Swanky, yep. her friend who had, was it? Cancer. Lung, cancer. Yeah, lung cancer. And it I spread. Think so she, Swanky, yeah, she's living this hard life, but she goes and sees the swallows yep. and sends that video. Yep. And it's mm-hmm. like... Beautiful, beautiful shot. And it's like, you, you live this life that is hard and it's, people might disagree with it, but like, look what you're able to experience. I totally agree, yeah. I think she learned that throughout the movie. I don't think she started out that way. And the other oh, thing... Oh, definitely. It's Swanky yeah. taught her. Right. That Swanky first and Linda May when, and all those people that she mm-hmm. met in that community taught her that. What did you think when David broke all the dishes? That was very sad. So Fern had a set of dishes that her father had handed down should to her. Should we be doing like spoiler alerts? Yeah, yeah, we should probably. Okay. Maybe you can record a spoiler alert at the beginning of the, <laughs> maybe I the will. episode. Um, her father had handed her down, and this was like the really the only sentimental thing that she still carried with her were mm-hmm. these dishes. Because she lives in a van, so not yeah. much storage. Right. And um, she's cleaning out her van one day because she has ants, and Dave comes along to try to help her, and he moves a box out of the van, and the bottom falls out, and it's all of her nice dishes. I think I yelled at Dave that. Dude, like, you're not out loud. Another <laughs> review I listened to said someone was like, I yelled at the TV. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He was just trying to help. He was. He was and he, she handled it with as much aplomb as you can. And he clearly liked her and wanted to get to know her better and she was n- very standoffish. Yeah. It was, uh, that was really sad. Yeah. Because he seemed like a really good guy. I think, I will say overall, um, we need more movies of people in this age group. It's very rare that we get a movie entirely of like people in their late middle ages. I mean, even later than that, you, the three of us are nearing forty. Ugh. We are slowly. Why are, do you say yeah? Like, First of all, you're married like with it. kids. <laughs> True. Not that that needs to be a metric. I think that you know I'm. I have a girlfriend. But yeah, I don't but have kids. relationship status doesn't need to be a metric for everybody. I'm sorry, I'm getting too political. I feel like, this I, I feel like I'm Mr. Potato Head right now. Um, <laughs> I feel like well, I'm, I'm in a bad place. No, listeners. you're not. I'm sorry, I'm bringing everybody down. I want to say that there needs to be a judgment-free, you know, movies about the situation we're all in right now. Yeah. Well, what I was saying was that we're nearing 40 and we're very like steadily climbing, climbing that hill. Like, and we're mm-hmm. going over the hill soon. 40 is you're going downhill from there. And not many people want to hear about life in that stage, especially a life that is like not warm and cozy. You know, like all these people are, yes, they love their lives, but we see it and it appears that they're struggling. I mean, what's the distinct, what's the difference between living under a bridge with blankets and stuff, or living in a van. I mean, the view, I guess. I do have shelter one too. question, which was, Fern stuck behind with Swanky after everyone left after the first meeting of the whole group mm-hmm. out in the desert. Was everyone else going back to their normal lives? Were they... I think that they were either that or moving on to other jobs. Like, Linda May was going to another job at that campground, okay. and Fern eventually met her there. Um these people, I mean, they're nomads. That's essentially what they're doing. They're just, yeah. they're van life. So van life is a very like trendy Instagram thing. I was completely right unfamiliar with it. But it's, oh, really? it's young people, you know, people in their 20s and 30s. And it's a very like enviable lifestyle because it looks like you get to travel the world. The and guy she was getting you down. cigarettes with, sharing cigarettes yeah. with. What was that kid's name? I forget. Derek. 
That was a great scene. Yeah. That scene to me with her, like, it was just like the acting was crazy good because he's doing the what his performance as that character was like kind of unrealistic, but she was so grounded in her character. Yeah. That it like, it felt like, like, otherworldly like he was doing like a western from like the, the 60s or yeah. even like some grapes of wrath dust bowl. yeah like yeah. grapes of wrath dust bowl shit and she's just like yeah i want to share a cigarette or can i have some yeah. beer let me yeah. quote it shakespeare was, to you and it worked like yeah, it, yeah really well I, I wasn't even like am i is this working for me i don't know yeah the way he talked with that draw was it was so good i mean ah it was really good yeah i agree but where I was film. going with that, the contrast between the young, like, enviable lifestyle versus seeing it in this format where it's all, like, older people and it, no one wants, no one really wants to see that. But we're confronting it yeah. on, in this movie. I mean. And I really appreciated that. The scene we were just talking about, Fern has already lived a life, married, close to 60. She, we don't know if she's chosen to do this. We don't know if Derek is. He could be a drug addict. He yeah. could be on his way to the next rehab. He seems happy. She sort of tries to tell him to go back home. She doesn't judge. We no. don't even know his age. I don't know. Maybe no. it was late, just mid twenties, late twenties. You know, Fern says to go home, but like, can you go home when you're in your mid twenties to whatever? He after seemed you younger to up? me because she was like, "I'm sure your parents are worried about you." Yeah. Like, so I don't know. The one thing, another. Oh, a thing I wanted to bring up was that, like, we don't really appreciate, uh, like, these are, like, national parks or anything like that yeah. anymore. Because you have to be a certain kind of class of person to be able to do that. Mm-hmm. I've never been to the Grand Canyon. I've never been to the Hoover Dam. These I are haven't all been to that- any of the middle of the country, really. I've been to um, Yellowstone, but. Have you, Scott? I've been to nothing. Now, did it make you want to see all these things? I've always, for the last 10 years, I've wanted to go do stuff, and I just don't do it. I think that you, you're you going to have a, a, a point where you can decide to do that, and I think you should. Thanks, yeah. buddy. No, I'm going to say you're going to have the opportunity to do it, and I don't, I don't want to let it, you shouldn't let it pass you by. Yeah. I mean, it is, like, the national parks are, they're, they're something to see. I mean. I've only seen a handful, but. I'm off work for the next week. I'll get, tell, get, it, get it going. I can't though because of coronavirus. Ah, the hot right. water. That's right. right. The hot water music. The hot water heater. <laughs> oh, okay. But you know, yeah. No, I I, I want to go to national parks. I it's, do. You know, I my parents. We took trips when we were kids. It was mm-hmm. we went to Disney World, but I, I would have been bored shitless with fucking the Grand Canyon. <laughs> now I'm just like I I would love to go. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Reminds me of that commercial where they're like, you're making the mistakes your parents did. Like, you can't find the silence button on your phone. You have too many pillows <laughs> on the couches. Mm. You read books about submarines. Like, I would love to see the Hoover Dam. <laughs> so, yeah. what do you get there one day? It's not like we went to Vegas or anything, but you know. Well, we you know, we spent all our money at the Spearmint Rhino. <laughs> you. Then I had to borrow money from Scott. You know, it's funny. I watched. Uh, remember eating at the China Grill. Yeah. So that restaurant was owned by Jeffrey Shordro, who was the partner of Rocco Despirito in the show The oh, Restaurant, okay. which was the precursor to all these restaurant shows. It was this was when the Food Network their shows were literally like people showing you how to cook stuff. There was no drama or anything like that. 
So I started rewatching the restaurant this week, which is funny that you bring up Vegas. Mm. It was a good meal. It was a good meal. We had the fried spinach, okay. deep fried spinach. Yep. Interesting. Yeah, it was really good. Um, so what's the rating system? So, well, for movies? I think we. I think for movies, we just have to tell people to watch it. All right. The last thing I want to say about this movie is that I... This movie made me realize, and this is going to be a really dumb realization, but there are essentially two types of movies out there. So there are movies that you watch to escape something, and then there are movies that make you feel something. And, you know, the escape movies have their place and their value and are there for a reason, too. Like the comedies, the rom-coms, the horrors, all that. This is definitely a movie that makes you feel something, and I encourage everybody to watch it, and I think everyone will have a different reaction to it or at least something in the movie well i think that people that know you and um uh, there's a fair amount of emily in the movie there is um, scary that's what scared me (laughs) but you're not you're not alone we don't let's not okay (laughs) but like i just don't scott set me off on that i i think that there was an I, i was envious that she's able to do that okay um it's a it's a the movie has a lot of layers it's probably the most complicated thing we've watched i think so um i would encourage everyone to watch it but it's not for everybody it's not linear it is linear but there's no arc it's just a it's a slice of life yeah there you go all right all right what we want want to talk about yuck do we want to take a break first let's Uh, take a break okay Oh my god, I'm recording. You <laughs> dropped the fucking mic. Mike. My bad. It's alright. This is not our finest hour. You had me muted. I I did, and then I unmuted you. <laughs> um, I'm having a blast. Uh, Scott, are you having fun? I was. Until when? <laughs> Until I dropped the mic. Oh. Anyway, this is Hum Stars coming in at number three on the charts. Hmm. Do you know this song? I don't. You guys don't know this song? No. This is like a... It's, I do, yeah. This is like a palate cleanser for the show. 1995. No, I'm, I'm confusing it with Girl from Mars by Ash. It's very Great similar. song. I'm trying for a legit palate cleanser. Try to... Uh, Back. Do you remember the time it does sound like Especially with the <clears throat> The change You'll hear it uh, Tough night in the business <laughs> Nah we're, we're having a good time uh, Nomadland Kevin Mather Yuck yes. Yuck, Yuck. Alright I was gonna say a certain toy But <laughs> that might not make any sense um, It will not so the original theme of this podcast was we pick a band that we've never heard and talk about them. Yes. Uh, we did the band Yuck, mm-hmm. which is, what do you think of that name? I don't like it. I hate it. I like it. Really? You I, told me tonight that you liked it. Yeah. Uh, I didn't believe you. I no, didn't believe I the text message. Yuck. It's a great name. Yuck. Yuck, yuck. What if I say it like that? Yuck, yuck, yuck. Yeah. It's different. <laughs> that makes it like a couple jokes. Yeah, it's, <laughs> that's Y-U-K. <laughs> the album is Yuck. Yuck, yuck. I prefer yuck from <laughs> Clips. All right, I'll try. I like yuck. Yuck. <laughs> um, so, you know, this album came out 10 years ago. I better mm-hmm. stop 
playing Ash. So Yuck broke up last week, right? <sighs> Pat, you I broke th- the news to us. I think it was more like they just decide not to continue anymore. But yeah, they're no longer a band. Yeah. Um, so we said perfect timing for us to jump on the bandwagon. <laughs> What's the opposite of Yuck? Yum. <laughs> it's fucking way too quick. <laughs> I, I had no. I was I a rhetorical question. <laughs> Yuck and yum. Yeah. That should. That's the rating system. <laughs> that is what we're doing. That is. <laughs> we finally we found we, it. We figured it out because I had right. a few. Uh, potent, you want me to read the ones that I came, came up with? Yeah. Okay. I did socks or fucks. Yep. Rips or trips. I like that. Add but I don't to, know which is bad and which is good. <laughs> rips is good. Okay. Now this one. <laughs> add to the collection. Or it kills my erection. <laughs> what do you think of that one? I kind of like it. <laughs> I don't hate it, but I think it's maybe not the best. I like, I it's think, a bit gender forward. Yeah. It's true. I, I think we're going to do yuck or yum. I like that. That's perfect. So my caveat with the rating system was that I feel bad, so I had suggested trash or smash based on what you used to say on this podcast. Mm-hmm. But then I was like, you know, this is people's artwork, and who are we to say this belongs in the garbage? Like, that's really not fair. So something along the lines of like, this is for me or not for me is a better rating system, I which think- I think yuck or yum... <laughs> Yeah, it's you, put it, you put it in your mouth, <laughs> and you decide on the flavor. Yep. I think that we do a really good job. Scott of, doesn't like it. We've had one it's band. Okay. We've only had one band that we've truly despised, and that was Bombay Bicycle Club. Yeah. Unanimously. And unanimously. Like, almost fucking ended the podcast. <laughs> but let me check something. To be clear, they're not my least favorite band. What was your podcast. least favorite? We don't have to get into it. Daniel Johnston. But I, st- oh. I have qualms with this because he... We don't have to get into it. I, no, I want to. He had specific Daniel Johnston songs that he liked and didn't like. With Bombay Bicycle Club, you couldn't name one song that you liked. That's fine. That's but true. they were all like shitty Black Keys. And I listen to the Black Keys once in a while. Mm. I never do. Can I ask something way off topic? Mm-hmm. Did you guys watch any of the Replacements documentary? Not yet. No. Okay. We're not watching it. Okay. Not good? Scra- no. Okay. Garbage. Okay. Um, so... This Let's album came out. Just scratch that off the agenda. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, f- I'm gonna I'm gonna give you some thoughts on Yuck. The album is called Yuck, right? That's yuck, true. Yuck. <laughs> Did they do an album called Yum? <laughs> <laughs> they should. Um, came out ten years ago. Mm-hmm. Now, it's crazy to think that ten years have passed. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> you, you've been on this no. earth for like 36. But isn't it insane to think that 10 years ago was 10 years ago? Yeah. it's Well, what's crazy is that 10 years ago was 2011. 10 years ago is exactly. like 2000 to me. But like, Scott, 2013 Red Sox World Series. Does that seem that long ago to you? Maybe. <laughs> Too many championships. Okay. Um, it doesn't to me. I can still remember Jimmy Fallon and Drew Barrymore out there. Fever Pitch. Yeah. You should watch the original Fever Pitch movie. I should. It's really good. Um, now, Scott, little trivia question. Okay. What, where is this band from? I don't know. Emily? England? Yes. London. Okay. The sound was very 90s American. Yes. Agreed. I uh, did a little math for the record. It's called uh, Pavement plus Pixies equals Patty Likes. Okay, so that's so, I like this metric for yourself. Yeah, so they very sounded analytical to Yeah, that. so they sounded very much like the Pixies in Pavement and I'm not I don't mean that like 
one of the biggest things that people hate about me when it comes to music is mm-hmm. that I'm a big fan of like comps. I do that too. And I people I fucking think people, hate it. Yeah. Yes. In baseball, it's so out of vogue. Like you do not do it anymore. If you do it, you're a boob. Oof. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm a big like R-I-Y-L. Recommended if you like. Yep. I'm sorry. I'm a simple-minded man. We've established this earlier on the podcast. Yeah. I'm a I, dumb guy. But <laughs> You're not dumb. I'm Simple gonna, is different from dumb. But when the first thing I heard was like pavement. They sounded like pavement to me. I agree. Pavement. I had pavement. The anniversary, I thought. Ooh, that's a good one. There were a couple that gave me Jets to Brazil vibes. I do not like them. Um... And I had Silver Sun pickups. That's okay. that's good too. Yeah. Like the distortion. So oh, there was one Bell and Sebastian ish song. Okay. So track one is called Getaway, and I'm gonna play a little bit of it. And I think in the beginning you can hear the pavement vibes, and then yeah. there's the pre-chorus. the The bass guitar is definitely Pixies. See, I didn't get Pixies, but. like that this is a band that uh, another thing i say all the time is that like i miss the fucking boat because if this hit me 10 years ago these guys would have been my favorite band yeah it, it might have been a six month phase but like if they came to boston i would have been like i need to see these guys yeah so you are really sad that they broke up because no. this is it no <laughs> no i no feel he, like, he missed his time is what he's saying. <laughs> it's all about me like they okay. missed me got it I love the Silver Sun pickups comparison. That's really good. I hadn't really heard of any other bands you mentioned, so... Pixies? I don't listen to any Pixies. Okay. I know I've lost my mind. Just Wait. kidding. Yeah. Just kidding. Okay. <laughs> this is another example <laughs> of me funny. missing the joke, but... Um, but I don't know Pavement. Now, one concern I have with this band was that... Are they too derivative for Emily? No. Okay, I wrote that down. I said, are they too derivative for Emily? (laughs) Just because... Did you have a follow-up if you said no? Well, because you hated Bombay Bicycle Club so much, and with, they deserve to be. (laughs) But Barty Strange, which I played, and you were like, it sounds just like Bombay Bicycle Club. It reminded me of Bombay Bicycle Club. Yeah. Hurt my feelings. Sorry. I tweeted that to Barty's, and he was like, yeah, that's thanks. (laughs) Um, Oh, my God. But you both disagreed with me, so... Two out of three. Can I change gears real quick? Mm-hmm. We forgot to talk about one thing with Nomad Lamb. What? The next movie she's directing, and she wrote the entire thing. The Eternals? The Eternals from Marvel. Oh, that's yeah. right. Did yeah. you know that? I did, but I didn't make the connection. Me either. So yeah, Chloe Zhao is directing The Eternals, which is the movie that Kamel Nanjiani got jacked for. That's right. And that was like two years ago. Yeah. It might be done. I mean, who knows what production schedule is right now? Yeah, I mean, I I, I think that's going to set her career back a little bit because I know we got to watch uh, the rider. The rider. Gonna, the rider is going to be the next thing we watch once her, we clear the slate. That was okay. her 
previous movie. It's and filmed it's mostly well pe- reviewed. And it's really real, well reviewed and it's got real people. So The Eternals is going to be a huge departure for her. Yeah. Th- there's Do a, we have a bit of a row going on yeah, outside? Gotta, let me take a peek outside. This happens from time to time. Can we get a an extended See, mic out there? <laughs> so I live right next door to a Canadian social club. Okay. And uh, sometimes people, I've I've heard some crazy arguments out there. Those Canadians, they just they know how to argue. That Molson gets flowing. <laughs> it's been a rough week in my area. We had a gas leak the other night where I was up for an additional five hours. Yeah. It's tough, um, but all it's right. It's been so, rough weeks for all of us. All three of us have had a rough week. Yeah, once in a while. Yes. Yes. What the fuck happened to you? We don't got to go into it. <laughs> Work stuff. Uh, okay, we'll talk about that off mic. <laughs> um, so, just I wanted to point out that she directed the Eternals, and thank you for pointing that out because I didn't make the connection. Now, how do creatively like you can't say no. I guess, right? No, that's a bowl of money. And she did yeah. write the whole thing. I don't know if she... I didn't know that she wrote the whole thing. It's what I got here on my uh, notes. I also right? have absolutely zero idea what the Eternals are. And well, so, but no, it's cool that when you can point, direct it's these be... kind of movies and then get a shot to do something big. Yeah. And if they give her as much leeway as we assume Ryan Coogler had for Black Panther... Then You're you, podcasting right now. Then I you, love it. Then you can end up, maybe we'll end up with something really good. Yeah. I hated Black Panther, but. Did you hate that movie? Despised it. Give it another shot. Nah, I don't think so. <laughs> it's not bad. Maybe I will. Um, yeah, I, I think that they obviously, I guess, based it off of her, of the writer. I don't, how do you even get that job? They saw the writer and they were like, we're going to hire her. It's crazy. I mean. Trust in Feige. That's all we can do. I don't like that guy at all. Is he is he supposed to be like a guru? He's the main guy behind the MCU. Look what he's done. I, I don't see. He's much. running the billion, show. Billion dollar movies left and right. I guess. And so. I think he's trying to make up for past sins. In Maybe terms of he might be female and um, oh, like I guess so. diverse. Like Weinstein yeah. situation. Yeah. Well, not no. quite. <laughs> oh, okay. Minus all of the sexual assault. <laughs> yeah. All right, we got to get back to back Yuck. Back to Yuck. Okay, okay. so uh, the bassist, do you know who the bassist is? No, I didn't have a chance to do any of the research, so I'm really happy you did. Well, her name is Mariko Doi, mm-hmm. and she is from Nagasaki. No, Hiroshima. Okay. And uh, she moved to London when she was a, excuse me, a young kid. I don't know. The band was, like, sometimes we select bands that they're they're like there's too much depth there to go over in one week and i feel like these guys are like borderline sort of a band that we should have devoted more time to yeah okay what i didn't know where you're going with that sure (laughs) what we're too stupid to talk about (laughs) did Uh, you listen to any of the other albums no i only listened to the self-titled because the other ones were not well received really yeah interesting via who the pitchfork. This <laughs> so pitchfork gave this one an eight point one one, mm-hmm. just above Hi. your fantasy line. <laughs> yeah, and uh, they gave the last one like a five point four, which is wow. bad. So, okay. uh, what do you have any thoughts on the album? You want to say? No, I really liked the first half, and then they sort of lost me towards the end. Did you? You didn't like the uh, closing track, the bonus track? No, uh, rubber track twelve. No, I, I mean really, I love that. It. I hate that song. It was like a slow decline from Operation On for me. 
So my notes on this song read as follows. Maybe if I wanted a nice seven-minute heroin song, but I don't anymore. (laughs) Every time the song comes on, after three minutes, I look over and hope it's almost over. It never is. Damn. I don't think I even made it through the whole song. I liked it. I I like a dirge. Yeah. But back to what Emily had said about the second half of the album, I thought there were kind of two types of songs. Yeah. On this. It felt very different. The ones like Rubber, I really didn't like at all. Okay. And the other ones are pretty good. Which ones did you like in particular, Scott? Uh, the opener was good. That was Getaway. Mm-hmm. And Holding Out. Do you want to play a little of Holding Out? Yeah, let's right. hit up Holding Out. We have to do our fans the service of playing... listen to it this is really the kind of like the dividing line in the type of music where i just stopped listening to things patrick recommended me because <laughs> this stuff overall just doesn't do it for me and you love it i mean i love fuzz i love distortion this yeah. was not my favorite track in the album i have Mine a favorite either. track i had a like it for this versus i had a lot of love it's okay you had a lot of yucks no you had a lot of yums <laughs> i had a lot of yums um my favorite track was georgia Yes, that was up there for me, too. I, I think because there was the female backing vocals. This was the one I had that sounded a lot like the anniversary to me. Are we talking like designing a nervous breakdown? Yes, so I specifically wrote down all things ordinary from designing a nervous breakdown. <laughs> what a That's a fucking... I, you know what? I hear it with the background vocals. Yeah. Ah. Uh, what a great comp that nobody that listens to this will <laughs> nobody get. Nobody will know, but you Including me. me. <laughs> you know what? Let's do a little compare and contrast. All right, so let this one breathe. So now I'm going to play All Things Ordinary from the Anniversary. Cleaner sound. So which, as which track to, yeah. better? Yeah, no, I'm saying I like this better. I can't imagine Scott listening yeah. to the anniversary. No, I won't. No, it's mostly the chorus of this song. Yeah, this this album was one of the so two that didn't come up with our defining albums. Yeah, it made it my long list, my very long list. <laughs> I was thinking about uh, not from this album, but from uh, Her Majesty I or Your don't, Majesty. I don't like that record. No, you don't like no. Sweet Marie? Sweet Crooked Marie, Crown. there's a hole. I didn't care for it. <laughs> um, I was thinking this about... Al- designing Nervous Breakdown is better. I was thinking about ways to like get the Patreon going, and I was like, 
There should be a thing where you can pay like three bucks and we will talk about whatever you recommend. Yeah. Movie, but movie is such a commitment, but like an album, that we could do that in our spare time. But I think the, movie is less of a commitment than an album. Movie's 90 minutes. Yeah. Maybe two hours. An album, you're going to have to give it two or three listens. And you got to look into the band and... Yeah. I was, but like, there's a chance that people that we know might recommend something we've already heard or seen, which would be easier. <laughs> but uh, we'll talk about that later. But I want to. We still haven't gotten the big stand by your band bump. It's coming, and um, <laughs> you know we're going to be crossing the thousand listen threshold next week, which is probably better than hey, what I thought. Number, we'd be. sure, it's, it's a number. Bad. So, uh, do we want to say our final? How thoughts? many subscribers do we have? Sixty nine. Nice. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Uh, Shocking, really. My favorite track on the album was uh, Operation. Let's play that. So is this the part you don't like because I would tell you? Like, what's the... I, I don't even know. Okay. It all blends together. pick a playlist for a radio station going with his guts yeah maybe this got single written all over it by well by the time we got to this song that sort of like tinny voice effect started to wear on me a little bit because this is further down the album 12 songs total this is number nine did you guys listen to the bonus track i did not i did but they're more of the same yeah like it wasn't anything special yeah do you miss a bonus track on a CD? Yeah, I do. That was uh, that, that was, was a good. That was fun. It was well, a good experience. Yeah, but Spotify, it doesn't really even matter. Do you Not have any all. memorable bonus tracks? Dookie. FOD. Yeah. That was a secret song. The secret song. Yeah. Oh. Was is that the yeah? Different? That's what I mean. But FOD was way after the last track, so that was like a twenty-minute final track. But FOD was like f- fifteen minutes past it. Did That's the first one that comes to mind for me. Tool Undertow. I was going to say Tool. Six, it was a 69, no, 99 tracks, 101. I don't remember. I don't know. But it had like 90 empty tracks on it. And then there was a song at the end. I think we should do our best bonus tracks. Mm. That's tough. I don't even remember them anymore. But you'd always get to the, you'd buy an album, you get to the end, and then you'd sit there listening, hoping for five minutes of silence for some dumb reason. <laughs> well, you'd see it. For, you Not always. It wasn't always listed. But if you were able to set your CD player to play Descending, you would know. Uh, I never did that. You had the tricks. I did, yeah. Um, I, I really liked the album. first one, two, three, four, five, six songs. I think they're a band that's like in my wheelhouse. I, yeah. I miss the boat. Definitely will listen to them. Um, kills my erection? No. Add to the road. <laughs> text. It doesn't even work when I say it now, but I'm going to listen to them. I like them. <laughs> Yeah, I do too. There's no indication they're from London. Participate in the insurrection. I we're going to do that anyway. <laughs> There's no indication they're from London. There's no, no. London influences. No, no, no. No. Maybe like an Arctic monkey monkeys thing. I don't know them well enough to say. Not a fan. Yeah. Not a fan here. 
No, I know Scott? you're not. One song once in a while. I feel like like I just I can't listen to this that much of this stuff. It's too fuzzy. It is too fuzzy. <laughs> yeah. Like it really is. Yeah. I really like, you like Shook it, Down. Shook Down was quieter, Let's play but Shook it felt Down. very like 90s acoustic ish. It's not acoustic at all, but I like that kind of. And they have lyrics here, something like it's been a week. It's been a week too long. So maybe it just hit me at the right time at the end of this week. It's a week. tough week. Yeah. Um, are you a big fan of the film Can't Hardly Wait? Yes. Okay. <laughs> I feel like this would have fit right on that soundtrack. Yes. See, this is why Can't we're Can't Hardly friends. Wait, Am- Empire Records. Oh, well, Can't Hardly... Empire Records is a great movie. Can't it Hardly is. Wait is the next level down. But still a fun movie. And then you get... Lower than Can't Hardly Wait would be Mallrats. I was just going to say Mallrats. They're yes. all in the same sphere for me. There's no, like... Empire Records skip. is actually a good movie. It's really good. You it's ever so seen weird it? when you guys get on the same page. <laughs> I don't like well, it. Well, then we, we realize why we're friends. Like, <laughs> I mean, but I have my own thing with each of you. And then to watch you and just, you know... Scott, have you it's seen this, Empire Records? No. Yeah. Oh, we got to fit... We're going to have to do, like, a fan service week. So, I had pitched to Scott a while back that we should do a movie-slash-soundtrack episode... Empire Records would be a great one. Yeah, As definitely. With Mallrats, that's the one I pitched to. Yeah. I don't, I don't want to do Mallrats anything. Well, the movie not. fucking yeah. sucks. We don't have to. Empire Records to me is, uh, it's too bad it's not on any streaming services. Yeah, we'd have to rent it on Amazon. Like a couple of. Did schlubs. you already look it up? No, I just know. Okay, it's all right. up here. <laughs> well, uh, the song by the Flies. I'm going out for a while, so we gotta yeah. have my friends. That song kind of reminds me of it. It's not that similar, but just like the pacing and the yeah reminds me a little bit of it. So what of "Can't Hardly Wait"? "Can't Hardly Wait" reminds you of this? Like this is a '90s song to me. Yeah. Now, what about "Feeder"? That was another track. Yeah. So maybe I'm mixing it up. I, I gotta get. The, I gotta solve this. We can't. We can't leave on this loan. <laughs> Flies. Got you where I want you is the fly's big hit. Okay, so, people, so people, I'm high as feeder. Yep, that was a good pre-high school, junior high music, school, junior high school. I music think we were eighth grade when this came out. Yeah. I'm, I'm this loving. is a great song. Fan, fans also like Sponge, Oleander, Space Hog, and Marcy's <laughs> Playground. Space Hog, we do. Yep. In the meantime, it's a great song. It really is. It's a rock band song. Hell yeah. Marcy's Playground. That's Sex and Candy. Yeah. These are all the hits of our seventh and eighth grade. Also, Saint Joe was a great song by Marcy's Playground. It was their second single. It. Emily, did you ever participate in a rock band setting? Yes, I did. What did that's, you do? That's tough. Uh, drums mostly. Oh, uh, and drum, guitar too. Drums are tough. Yeah, I this never is, sang. Did you ever see somebody who was really good at drums, like a real drummer, play the rock band drums? No, it's that I can recall. Fucking wild. <laughs> who did you see? Uh, Brad's cousin Eric. Um, he. And he was like a, just an average drummer, but he was a drummer. And so he would get on the rock band and just kill the expert. Yeah. And that's a lot of notes. Have you ever seen a real guitarist play a rock band? Yes. I was going to say they would never I was humiliate say, themselves I don't think like that. that. Translates <laughs> no, as it well. was. Uh, yeah, no, it's fun. It's a fun game. It's a really fun game. I miss it. I'm getting well, the stink eye from. This is uh, Marcy's Playground St. Joe on the okay. school bus. I love this song. It's Marcy's Playground. I heard you. All right. we, we gotta we gotta wrap it up. We do. Um, we're almost over an hour and a half. Well, Pat, I'm glad you recommended Yuck, even though you hate the band name. I do. It's uh, you would think I would like it, but 
How many yums would you give the album? <laughs> I give it. So we're going to do Yuck or Yum in sure. honor of Yuck. So 10 out of 10? No, you just you just say one or the other. Okay. I don't, we can't get that in <laughs> I give it a yum. I give it a yum as well. A slight yuck. <laughs> you got to be, what, you just say it. What do we got coming down the pipe? Coming down the pipe. Next week we're going to do. <laughs> the way you said that was really funny. Heim. Is that for next week? That's for next week. If you're still I am on board. next week. I am. So we're going to do last year's album. Yeah, we'll do that. Okay. okay. Cool. And then Pat, you're going to finish out WandaVision. <sighs> I will definitely finish it. Yeah. Let me just check something real quick. Communicate with another uh, podcast. <laughs> so the last episode is next Friday, right? Yes. Yeah. And we're going to record Friday night. No, I, I. You know what? You can't do oh, yeah, Friday night. I can't do Friday. I'm hanging out with Tony and Megan. Wow. So Saturday night. Okay. So we'll do Wandavision recap. Okay. Might be on the later side on Saturday night. It's fine okay. by me. Okay. All right. Um. Well, I had a lot of fun tonight. I think we did it. We had some. <laughs> I, I. I had a blast. I don't care what anyone says. It, it got picked up. Yuck brought me back up. That's great. I mean, Nomadland was sad. It and was really sad. Well, uh, we're gonna. I get a pine. But the, worth it. Find the perfect song. But uh, yeah, uh, thank you guys for tuning in again. Um, mm-hmm. We're getting bigger and bigger, and it feels good. So uh, send us an email. Yeah. Scott, any Onward final words? Upward. All right. Good Bye. Guess I'm stuck in a dream, surrounded by colored leaves on the ground.